As a listener to Intelligent Medicine, you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option. Vital Nutrients' line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of Ultra Pure Omega-3 Solutions. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's the first podcast of 2023, officially. And I want to wish everyone a Happy New Year. And a Happy New Year to you, Layla. How are you doing, Layla? Happy New Year, Dr. Hoffman. Here we are. I'm, yes. I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? Good, good, good. And I'm looking forward to uh, a productive year in 23. Got a lot of uh, issues to tackle, a lot of ideas for uh, new guests uh, and new topics. And of course, your questions. And your questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. Uh, that's the destination for questions. Uh, our mailbox, uh, is, we have a few questions, but uh, our mailbox is not as full as usual. And that's because uh, I think you know, a lot of you were on hiatus. Uh, we weren't. Uh, <laughs> we worked right through the holidays. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, it's kind of like this is a the holiday lull for a lot of people. This is the holiday lull. Indeed, so. indeed. Yeah, so we, we expect that to some extent. Uh, but um, uh, we still have uh, sufficient questions to tackle, and we also have some uh, issues to tackle. Uh, so uh, the big issue, and, and this was uh, really a surprise to me uh, yesterday. I, I know that uh, you're probably not a big football and sports fan, uh, but I am. So I had my, I had my evening programmed uh, yesterday. Uh, I was really looking forward to a full night of sports, uh, starting with uh, the Rose Bowl, uh, which yeah. is a little earlier in California. So it was on. It was kind of a early morning uh, activity, but it was on in the afternoon here. And so uh, I watched uh, the Rose Bowl game, which was a little uh, lopsided ultimately. Uh, and then I switched to the uh, fabulous Brooklyn Nets. Uh, who were streaking and just played. It was almost like uh, exhibition basketball, just a fabulous basketball game. Uh, and then I switched to the big game of the week, the Monday night football, uh, which was sometimes it's inconsequential. It's kind of like two mediocre teams playing each other. Um, but this was like two really outstanding teams, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Buffalo Bills. And so uh, I switched to it. Uh, after, uh, and I knew I was, I was not watching it from the beginning. I switched to it and instead of a game in full progress, I saw a really weird spectacle, which was, uh, a 
bunch of team members congregated on the field and in you know and often when there's an injury you know okay there's going to be uh, a game stoppage for a while and then if it's yeah. a severe injury they'll bring the card out you know and then yes. uh, the the guy will like wave you know like i'm okay really you know maybe he's got a torn uh, achilles you know or uh you know some sort of uh uh knee injury or something and uh, then the crowd will cheer and they cart him off the field and then the game proceeds. This was a different atmosphere. I've never seen this. I must have watched since I was a kid um, hundreds, if not thousands of football games. I've never seen a, a site like this, which is a silent stadium and a bunch of players congregated around uh, a downed player. And the announcers virtually speechless because they, they didn't know what to say. Yeah. And then I saw a replay of what had happened. And it was uh, an unusual play. It was actually uh, a defensive player. It was a, a safety uh, for uh, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, his name is uh, DeMar Hamlin, and he's a 24-year-old uh, safety, 200-pound uh, guy, uh, who... Uh, was uh, tackling uh, an on-rushing uh, uh, Cincinnati Bengals player. And usually in the impact, the tackler uh, inflicts more injuries on the guy who gets tackled. But in this case, yes. uh, the on-rushing uh, Cincinnati Bengals player, I forget what his name was, uh, was mm -hmm. coming at such velocity that uh, uh, DeMar... Hamlin made a successful tackle, but he was really hammered. He was really hammered by the, the on-rushing uh, Bengals player. And he, he, you know, he got up. He was a little shaky. And then he just fell backwards, just with, uh -huh. like he had no force left, and he was on the ground. And that was that was the replay. And I, I think it's been seen, you know, millions of times by uh, people, you know, on social media and in the news, uh, that impact. And uh, and then, you know, for a long period of time, they didn't know what was going on. And mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, after minutes, an ambulance came on the field. And I've I've I really have not seen that. Usually it's like that that stretcher car that takes people yes. off the field. Yes, and, even I've seen that, and I'm not a sports watcher, so here we are. Yeah, right. And so the ambulance took him away, and so in the recap, uh, what they said was that he had a cardiac arrest, mm. and it wasn't. And they began doing CPR, and that's yeah. what freaked out players on both sides. There were literally tears streaming down the faces of players on both sides. I mean, it didn't matter what team you were on. This was sure. one of their comrades who was yep. very, very seriously injured. Uh, and in fact, uh, you know, when you do in CPR, that's like uh, dealing with sudden death. Yes. And the outcome was very unsure. And so... You know, in reconstructing events, he, I mean, as of this broadcast, and, you know, since this broadcast is going to be delayed by 24 hours, we don't know what the outcome is. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, uh, as of this broadcast, he's in critical condition. He's uh, been intubated, which means he's on a respirator. Yes. 
and uh, he he you know he's alive, but in what condition we don't know. We so the the critical thing that in the aftermath we discovered is that they did CPR, which was which was appropriate because you know when a guy falls down and passes out on the field, you know it could just be a fainting episode. But yeah. I think fairly quickly they ascertained that this guy was pulseless. And they began administering CPR, you know, chest compressions. Mm -hmm. And then they had the foresight to use an AED, uh, a, a, uh, a defibrillator yes. on the guy. Because they have, I mean, every sports event, they have defibrillators. Because occasionally, I mean, we have seen situations where players just collapse, especially in basketball, uh, sometimes in uh, soccer uh, that they collapse. Uh, I've never seen it uh, in football, although it, it probably has happened. Certainly it's happened in practice sessions. Uh, players have died. Players have died from like, you know, usually heat exertion or something like in training camp. Uh, so it's important to have a defibrillator because athletes can, uh, you know, experience cardiac events from the exertion, from the heat, you know, et cetera. Um, yes. So uh, in the reconstruction of this, uh, they they don't actually have an official account of what they think happened. But uh, a couple of things can happen when you get that kind of impact to the chest. Uh, one is you can have what's called uh, an aortic dissection, which means that oh. the impact is sufficient to literally yeah. tear the aorta. And some people That's are... That's frightening. Uh, pardon me? That's frightening. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that is often... Uh, very, very perilous, uh, very often results in death because literally the, the blood pours into your chest cavity. Uh, and, uh, you know, unless very promptly addressed, uh, you're going to die. Yes. But that can, that's fatal otherwise. Yeah. What, what goes against that is that, uh, the guy got up. He got up a little tentatively and then he just flopped backwards you know almost like a diver off a high board you know when you like dive backwards you know uh, yes he just fell backwards and that suggests that initially he had a little bit of sufficient cardiac output to enable him to stand but then uh the cardiac arrhythmia which is ventricular uh fibrillation uh, doesn't allow enough blood to pump to your to your brain, and mm -hmm. you faint. You know, you 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 pass out, and ultimately your brain is deprived of oxygen if you don't get CPR. And I think that that's the more likely scenario. Now there is a precedent for that. Is tragically uh, a handful of uh, baseball players, usually like little leaguers, die yeah. uh, from what is called commodiocardis, which is a very uh, exquisitely timed blow to the chest that occurs oh. at a certain cycle in the cardiac rhythm that stuns the heart. And actually, uh, studies have been done on this. And, you know, you may deem this cruel, but it's in the interest of, of studying this phenomenon. They actually fired uh, projectiles, blunt projectiles at the chests of pigs you know, in uh -huh. an experimental setting, and they were able to trigger these uh, arrhythmias. 
And so even and even with a chest protector, because typically a catcher in baseball wears a chest protector, the yeah. impact of a fast thrown pitch directly to the chest can stun the heart and uh, cause it to go into ventricular uh, tachycardia or, or ventricular fibrillation. And mm-hmm. what that happens is the normal rhythm of the heart, which is, uh, you know, very regular, uh, goes into this kind of little like a little tremor, like an ineffectual tremor of the heart, and no blood is pumped. And under those circumstances, uh, that is like a prelude to death, unless you can uh, compress the chest and promote some degree of circulation, and then shock the heart into a normal rhythm. So the question in my mind, and this will probably be revealed ultimately, is whether they were able to restore a normal heart rhythm to this guy uh, in the stadium yeah. or whether uh, they were able to do that in the ambulance where they might have more professional administration or certainly uh, in the uh, emergency room where he was received. He went to a, a, a first-level trauma center in, in Cincinnati. So they took him mm-hmm. to a place where they deal with uh, automobile victims and gunshot victims and you know people who have very, very... Uh, a terrible uh, trauma. trauma. Yeah, yeah like a, a, a surgical trauma center. And so he's getting, you know, ultimately the best of care. The, the crucial aspect is whether he received prompt enough care on the field uh, to prevent uh, a neurological damage, which is um, the, yeah. uh, the, the the potential sequel to uh uh, you know, a loss of normal heart rhythm because then the brain can only tolerate that for a certain time before mm-hmm. uh, irreversible neurological damage occurs. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I guess it's a it's it's not a good sign that the guy didn't wake up in the emergency room, but it's hardly to be ex- to be expected. Um, it, it's likely that uh, you know if he survives, and hopefully he will, prayers are with him. Uh, this young athlete. Uh, that um, uh, he he's may only have about 24 years old, I understand. 24 years old, that he uh, will experience a, a period of rehab, much like a stroke victim. Yeah. You know that. Uh, oh my! Uh, but the good news is that uh, you know a healthy young athlete is in a much better condition than a you know an octogenarian who experiences yes. a stroke, uh, and his chances for uh, recovery with rehabilitation are are, are good. Uh, if they can restore a normal heart rhythm, uh, and if he has not been uh, um, anoxic, you know, the brain yes. becomes anoxic, you know, without oxygen supply for too long. So uh, that's the story. I mean, it was really shocking. And then the question was, you know, let's let's resume the game. No, uh-huh. no, I, I saw that. And I said, how can yes. these this is like a very important game how are these guys going to just go back and play no they were shattered they went they, to their locker rooms and wisely they decided this we can't have this game we cannot have this yeah. game and so they're going to have to reschedule it and, and it's it's actually a very decisive game because it determines uh you know the seed in the because both teams made the playoffs and the one team will get a bye and one team won't and that's very important in the playoffs uh scheme of things they're still going to yeah. have to play that game. But, you know, obviously they're going to play that game with, uh, you know, soon because uh, they have to, to to keep on track for the Super Bowl and the playoff schedule um, with a tribute to um, uh, DeMar Hamlin. 
You know, it really makes me think about some of these sports. Football is one. Yeah. Boxing is another. Yeah. People can... It's dangerous. It is truly dangerous. But then, you know, it's part of that ethos, which is sort of uh, like a martial or combative ethos, which young mm-hmm. men uh, invariably uh, engage in. And, yes. you know, it, it's better than warfare, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> of it, course. And yes. it's also a spectacular opportunity uh, for young men to advance themselves you know, because like uh, I, with no athletic aptitude, I had to work hard and study, you know, and cram and, uh, you know, and, and I'm making uh, a, a mere uh, uh, fraction of, of the income that the average football player can make if they make the NFL. And for every, you know, for hundreds of thousands of, of young men who try to do this, uh, only uh, a handful make it to the NFL and, you know, get those multi-million dollar contracts. So... You know, I, I, I love football. Um, I'm not one of these people who says, you know, ban football. Uh, if I had uh, a son, uh, mm-hmm. I think I would really think twice about encouraging them to play football. But if they had a passion for football, what could I do? I mean, you can't, you can't, sure. you can't put a damper on, on that type of uh, zeal to play. Uh, what sure. I worry more about, you know, rather than sudden death is like, how many of these young men are going to experience problems because they, they have a shoulder injury or a knee injury, especially knee injuries? It's almost invariable that these kids get knee injuries. Yeah. Um, when I was being evaluated for my uh, knee, I had like a minor arthroscopic procedure to clean out some gunk that was in my knee, and it was very successful. It worked out great. Uh, I saw in the waiting room uh, a couple of parents with a young man, uh, you know, African-American young man who looked for all the world like he was 16, who was there with a, a big uh, cast on his leg. And this, he looked like a really athletic kid. And it looked like this was an injury that he sustained in high school football. And uh, they were, they went to this top specialist, the guy that I was seeing, who, by the mm-hmm. way, he was hospital for special surgery. He was the uh, team physician for the uh, U.S. Olympics uh, ski team. Uh, oh, they, wow. they wanted to salvage this kid's career, which could actually translate to, you know, potentially uh, a multi-million dollar bonanza. But, sure. you know, at such a young age to have that kind of injury, uh, you know, even with surgery and, and correction, it, it suggests that later on uh, you might really be compromising your ability, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to have normal daily activities or not, you yeah. know, ultimately to have a knee replacement when you're, you know, 48 it's really something. And again, yeah, like you said, at the time of this recording, uh, we don't have all the, any information about the outcome uh, of this athlete, uh, uh, Damon Hamlin, D- DeMar Hamlin, pardon mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. DeMar Hamlin. So uh, I, yeah, it, it's, it's just so tragic. And I know I was listening to the radio this morning, Dr. Hoffman. I typically listen to uh, WABC Talk Radio mm-hmm. here. Uh, had a lot of analysis on that, you know, from and they talked positions. a whole lot about yeah. it. So I yeah. said, "Oh my goodness!" And I understand that that the 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 onslaught, the the impact that the player who was coming at him literally was coming helmet first right. into his chest was right. the description I heard on the radio. Now I haven't watched any video playback or anything like this. This is simply what I right. heard. 
you know, an announcer talk about right. this morning. And, and one thing I got to say is uh, a lot of people are sort of jumping on this with an agenda uh, to suggest that somehow this is associated with the vaccine. Uh, huh. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to minimize the potential for the vaccine to cause uh, heart problems in young men. It, that's a yes. real thing. That's which a real thing. Been, which but, is being seen, yes. But mm-hmm. more typically, that would manifest as kind of a slowly developing uh, heart condition uh, that, uh, you know, would usually would be identified uh, and uh, ultimately resolves. Now, there have been deaths uh, with the vaccine, rarely. And uh, yeah. but to suggest that the enormous impact that this guy got to his to his sternum, to his breastbone, was not the proximate cause of this and that somehow the vaccine caused it, I think is ridiculous. And I think it, it it's actually uh, kind of scurrilous that people who have an agenda to impugn the vaccine would suggest that this was a vaccine related thing. Um, wow. I, I'll add one more thing on this, and I know we're going long on this subject, uh, is that. But it's important to address. I, I, I think I think it's appropriate, really. Yeah. So. And, the other thing is that, uh, he, you know, he's an African-American young man. And there's a uh, while sickle cell is relatively unusual, uh, usually it's confined to African-Americans uh, among African-Americans. Uh, they a lot of them may carry the sickle trait. And the yes. sickle trait means that you don't have sickle cell anemia, but you have one gene instead of uh, double hit. And so you might be fine. But there statistically is a higher rate of sudden death, sudden cardiac death among uh, young African-American athletes, uh, I guess, especially in endurance, things like uh, basketball that has been associated with a handful of uh, deaths um, in uh, African-American athletes because of the the clumping effect under stress Mm -hmm. and dehydration that can occur. Uh, in sickle cell sufferers. But, you know, it's not like sickle cell anemia. Sickle cell anemia, you can't be an athlete because you're so debilitated. But yeah. in sickle trait, you can uh, essentially be normal, but uh, you could experience problems uh, which can kind of creep up on you and, and cause that. But again, uh, the it, I think the impact was so profound that uh, that is the culprit in this case. You know, you could see it again and again on the replays, which are horrible to watch. Okay. Mm. Wow. Well, um, this might be a good time, Dr. Hoffman, for a break. Yes, indeed. Let's let's acknowledge our sponsors, and we thank them mm-hmm. for uh, everything they've done to support this program in 2022, and we welcome them back in 2023. So let's hear it. Our lifespan is increasing, but what about our health span, the portion of our lives in which we're healthy? Extend your health span with SRW, Science Research Wellness. SRW is a nutraceutical company that curates the latest science and research to formulate supplements designed to support the structure, function, and processes within our cells that change with age. SRW's cell range line, cell 1, cell 2, and cell 3, constitute the complete cellular system range which supports the nine areas of the cell to change with age, the nine hallmarks of aging. 
SRW's carefully selected cutting-edge ingredients and formulations support the aging process in a way that previous generations have not had access to. Learn more about the science behind SRW, the nine hallmarks of aging, and how you can find out your biological age by going to srw.co. That's srw.co. SRW, the science of aging well. srw.co. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. Uh, Layla, there's I would another, like to. Yeah, you yes, have another I, announcement? Yes, I do. I, I would like to remind everyone that, that you could shop hundreds of curated vetted supplements in Dr. Hoffman's full script dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. That's drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements that Dr. Hoffman prescribes to his patients and takes himself, as do I. <laughs> so buying through Fullscript offers fast free shipping and optional refill reminders via text or via email. It's safe, it's secure, and it includes world-class customer service. Okay, thanks for that, Leela. And yeah. uh, give us that, we ran a little long on that uh, Damar Hamlin uh, story, but I think it, it's uh, a story I think of general interest. Um, yes. Let's uh, give you a preview of what we're going to tackle, what questions we're going to tackle in part two. Beniva for osteoporosis. Is this a good choice for someone with a hiatal hernia? Okay. Uh, I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Uh, it's our weekly Q&A with Layla. We invite your questions. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. Uh, we promise to uh, field uh, some of your questions in part two. So uh, let's uh, carry over. Stay with us. This is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.